right, well, if you have your cell phone, please do go ahead and pull it out. And as we have listed the cell phone number, go ahead and hit us up with your questions. We will answer anything. If you want to ask what in the world is wrong with Joe, we will do our best to like really hone in on the answer and give you the best, most honest answer we can. We just want you guys to text our questions. If you haven't been here for this before, they will go live to Brittany and Maddie's computer. We will receive those questions and then we'll go ahead and give you our best answers. All right, we are going to start with what is the deal with colors at camp? <laughs> Why does Madeline look like that? Hey, that's just You're wearing purple. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Team colors at camp, they're actually a super big deal, and it's what drives the entire camp. So there's four different colors, two girl colors, two boy colors. So one of you guys, if you are at camp, you're going to be on either color. So uh, Joe is the blue team captain. I'm and upset because... John was not wearing his team color, and he got mad at me. He got mad at me that I wasn't that I was wearing my team color, and he didn't. And then I went to change so that he didn't feel left out. And now he's wearing his orange hat. By the time I got, sounds uh, like Sean outsmarted you. So it also sounds like you didn't listen to me because I literally told you I'm good now. You can wear your colored shirt. When? Right before we started. No, no. I don't, you also wore it during we? worship, and then. Okay, anyway, so uh, Joe is blue team color, so he will be leading the blue team. Orange is Sean. That's He's me. On, yeah, that's this guy right here with the orange hat. I am pink team, team color, and then Britt is purple Whoa! team. Oh. Cool. All right, Mia. Okay. Yes. okay. So the entire camp is divided into these four colors. The entire camp we are competing with in these colors. We're going to get points depending on how we're doing throughout different competitions throughout the camp. And the overall color by the end of the camp that is winning gets to decide which team color they want to slime. Should we tell them what's in the slime this year? Should we tell them? Yeah, okay. It's real gross. We haven't okay. announced it yet. So every year we put something real nasty in the slime just to really... So last year was it. leeches. Yeah. Leeches, Live yeah. leeches. It was a frozen fish dead. from a lake that yeah, was dead. dead. This year we... Cow were... tongue one year. Cow tongue, okay. Uh, 63 earthworms one year. 63. 63. That's, That's a very specific, specific number. Uh, someone found them in the ground. Like, I like oh, it. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, they died a slow death. Um, <laughs> so we're putting in our own fingernail clippings and hair trimmings into... We've yep. been the saving slime. them in baggies in our homes. Yes. Do you guys remember a year ago when we shaved off my beard? I still have all of that hair in a bag. Yeah. And it's going in the slime machine for yes. this exact occasion I saved it. I'm not a crazy person. So so the stakes are really, really high. And the team that wins at the end of camp gets to decide which one of us is I'm just get looking slimed. forward to, like, Madeline's toenail being lodged in Sean's beard. Nah, that, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's just not an option. I mean, it was just like a hypothetical. I like that, too. I like Hypothetically. That. Brittany's awful quiet over there. Yeah. She's like. Are they just flying in right now? Uh, yeah, I just have to say, uh, purple will win. Yeah! So wear, wear your team color. If you don't have blue or orange, go to Goodwill, get a t-shirt. You're going to want to be representing. It's a ton of fun to participate. All of your team leaders will be as well, your room leaders. And it, the more you participate, the more fun it is, and the more competitive we all become, which is more fun as well. Right. I like it. All right. Someone sent in, what is the most embarrassing moment of your life? Aww, of man. my life? <laughs> Sheesh. Um, There's so many. <laughs> I know. Can't. Well, some of. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have too many to 
decide which is most, so I'll just say one of the more recent ones. Um, so I was about to do the offering announcements in Big Church on a Sunday morning, and I was with Joe and uh, another worship leader and one of our pastors, and uh, we were talking about how they've started making men's uh, jeans and pants more stretchier because, like, old school denim didn't move at all. Not at all. And so I got this new pair of, like, they weren't like slacks, but they're not jeans either. I think they're called chinos. And they were like, they're called Epic Flex. And so they're like real stretchy. And I was so excited. I was like, guys, I can do a full squat in these bad boys. He just, he and I dropped it like it was hot. <laughs> and I split my pants from the front all the way to the back. All the way. There's no saving them. It was like a pirate's flag, just shredded and flapping in the wind. And I have to go out in front of our entire church family and teach them about tithing in like 10 minutes. There was nothing to be done. And so I go out there and I just... You wore the pants? I wore the pants. Why didn't someone else take the offering? I don't know. I just stood there like this. And did the offering, and I gestured like this without moving my legs. And okay, I, I was this years old when I discovered you actually went on stage. That was a ridiculous choice. Yep, it sure was, but our, <laughs> I don't know. And then, to make matters worse, I walked, beelined it straight from there back to Kids Church to find Pastor Will, because we're about the same size. And I was like, w- without paying attention to who was there and who he was talking to, I said, Will, I need your pants right now. <laughs> Groom group full of volunteers just <laughs> i need your pants right now and he's like okay then we just left so no question that's asked. good friendship there go. right there you know that's good friendship yep that's good i think we've answered that question yep let's move yeah, on. on i <sighs> <laughs> yeah that was it you guys are really gonna leave me hanging 100 <laughs> percent. great love it <laughs> All right, on a more serious note, there are a lot of questions coming in about heaven and kind of the afterlife and a lot of questions on in heaven, how old will we be? Who will we see in heaven? Help. All right, that's a great question. So um, heaven's going to be awesome. The alternative to heaven super sucks, so try not to go there. Um, Basically, when I was growing up, I thought heaven would be like a bunch of clouds and angels with harps and you'd just kind of be floating along. And that's really not what it's like at all. The Bible talks about how there is a city in heaven, how there is worship in heaven, how there is paradise in heaven. So I think in a lot of ways, and Jesus said he goes ahead of us to prepare a place for us. And um, it sounds from the scripture, if you dig into it, like he's building individual homes uh, for those who are his sons and daughters, his followers. And so what my mansion will look like is going to be completely different than Sean's, which will apparently have a lot of pants in it, just in case. <laughs> I like uh, to picture heaven. That's not a problem. There's no pants to be ripped. That sounded bad. Pants can't <laughs> rip in heaven. Somebody start talking. <laughs> Second emotion. I, I actually was talking, and then you interrupted me yep. to yep, say yep, that yep. there's no pants in heaven, which I disagree with. There are pants in heaven. Okay, so we're gonna we're the as far as how old we'll be. The Bible tells us that we're going to, no one will be old. And so we're not going to be like if your grandma passed away at 86 years old, she is going to be healthy and in the prime of her life. So somewhere is around 20 to 30 is the conventional understanding of that text that we'll be 20 to 30 years old at the fullest of our strength. If there's any disabilities that exist on earth, those will not be present in heaven, will be fully 
physically capable and able will be fully mentally capable and able in every way. And so all of that's going to be a part of heaven as well. Uh, in James 117, it says that every good and perfect gift is a gift coming down to us from our Father. And I like to picture, he- like, think of that verse when I think about heaven and also the opposite of, of heaven. But it's like every good and perfect thing in life is comes from the Father. And so that's, that's what heaven is like. So just thinking about your life, the good and perfect things in your life, and then also in that, then take away all the things that aren't good and perfect in your life. And how good does your life seem if you did that, kind of like did that exercise, and all of a sudden heaven is going to be that much better. And then on the flip side, if every good and perfect thing comes from the Father, then the opposite must be true, that everything bad and imperfect doesn't come from the Father. And then take away every good and perfect thing in your life and, and think about what your life would look like. That's hell. That, that's what hell would be like in a sense. There's also parties in heaven, it says pretty clearly. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So you talk about hearing and feeling God a lot. I don't feel like I do. Is there something wrong with me? That's what someone texted in. No, there's nothing wrong with you at all. Uh, It's kind of like a muscle group. Like if you ask somebody if they could go and like do 10 pull-ups and it's like, I can't even do one pull-up. And and so that becomes a, a thing that what you have to do is you have to exercise that, that thing. And a lot of it comes to asking God, like God, I, it, it comes with intimacy. Like it's almost like learning a new language. If you had a foreign exchange student come and live with you and they only spoke that language, would you be able to understand them right away? No. But over time, if you hung out with them, if you spent time with them, if you sort of did that, would sooner or later you start to pick up on things and, and grow and grow and grow and grow and like be able to be communicate they learn a little bit about like what you're saying. You start to learn them, like their language. And all of a sudden that intimacy grows and all of a sudden that communication becomes easier and easier. That's a very similar illustration. We have to spend time with God and we get, begin to learn his voice, know his voice. And God can speak to kids and he does all the time. But personally, I never heard God's voice until I was about 16. Yeah. And I think it's important to know you're never going to hear an audible voice for the most part if God is speaking to you. He speaks to us in a number of different ways through his word. He can speak to us through dreams, through other people, mentors in your life. Um, But most often he's going to speak to you from within, from the Holy Spirit. And again, that's not going to be like you're hearing my voice now. Instead, it's going to be more of like an urging within you. It's going to feel like a rumbling where you just almost know what's being said and what you're being told to do, what you're being led to do. And so just know if it's not a voice, that's okay. The the Holy Spirit is still speaking to you. We're also going to be going really in depth with this at camps. You're going to have so many opportunities up there to really explore the Holy Spirit and to practice hearing his voice and to practice some of his gifts as well. So we're super excited for that. Um, This one is, I feel like I haven't seen breakthrough in a long time. I've been praying. I've been reading my Bible. I've been going to church all the time, but I just feel stuck. What should I do? Go to camp. (laughs) Go to camp for sure. Yeah. Um, Press into God. Keep Keep going, keep pushing. You, somebody said to me once, you, you win if you don't quit. And so in life, there's going to be times where we feel stuck. There's going to be times where we feel like we're not hearing the voice of God or we feel like everything is against us. And those are the times where we double down in our faith. We double down in praying. We double down in seeking the Lord. And we say, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm not going to let this beat me. And it's a choice. And it's a choice you have to make probably on like a second to second basis a lot of the time. But God says in the book of Romans that he works all things together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so if 
if we are the children of God, the believers of God, his followers, God wants things in our life to work out for the good. We just have to be patient and wait on the Lord, be still and press into him and pray. Oftentimes too, like a what people, when people say they want a breakthrough, what they want is a circumstance to change. And sometimes God won't necessarily change a circumstance, but it'll change you in that circumstance, sure. you know? And so he's going to do something in you where you, you have peace in the storm. It's not necessarily that he'll, he calms the storm, but he gives you the peace to handle those things. And so remember, sometimes when we're asking for that breakthrough, God is, God, yes, he cares about us and he cares about every single detail of our life, but he cares mostly about what's going on in our hearts and how we're growing and how we're developing and how we're, are we experiencing peace in those difficulties? Are we, are we able to stay content and close to him in those difficult situations rather than just giving up, getting frustrated, feeling the anxiety, feeling the worry and letting those things beat us, sometimes we have to push up, push against those things and work on in here before the outside will change. Yeah. So someone asked, if you were forced to babysit one 46 character for the day, which one would you want to and why? <laughs> All right. So this would be like Brody. Uh, uh, don't forget about Angie. Angie. Okay. Little Sedona, Maddie. Little Maddie. Pam. Boris. Letty. Washbuckles. McGillicuddy. Yeah. <laughs> Can I pick zero? Do I have uh, to pick one? I, I mean, I would pick Pam. Oh, oh, I forgot about Pam. Pam. Pam would be a great hang. You She's would. For, you one. can't babysit her if you forget about her. That's right. Yeah. I get Pam. Dang it. Thank we you. can only choose. Oh, Zach. Zachoon. No, don't choose Zachoon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to lose a finger. But you could just put him in the trash can. Oh, that's a good that's one. That's true. The lid. I think I like Brody. I don't know why. What? I don't feel like you'd babysit. I feel like you'd hang out. Right. <laughs> that I feels unsafe. You okay. know what? I'll, I'll bite the bullet and I'll go Lil Maddie. I'll babysit Lil <laughs> Maddie for the team. Yep. <laughs> Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to. Lord knows she, she needs the supervision. Her. I would do I would Boris all day long. That's my favorite character. I'd love to talk about his culture <laughs> and some of his enlightenments on current events. And The yeah. problem is, is Boris would just disappear for a little bit, and all of a sudden there'd be like alarm bells going off. You're, you'd smell barbecue for some reason. It would be Zakun. It would be Zakun. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's tricksy. <laughs> Me and Pam would just be hanging out. Ah, that's yeah, a good one. I could teach you how to knit if you wanted to. No, thanks. Okay. No, no. <laughs> it's cool. Why would you teach her how to yeah. knit? I know Pam. Yeah, oh, Pam okay. is a different Sorry. person. Personally, I see. Oh, okay. It's, I don't. Yeah, I know. Read her. the next question. Okay. <laughs> next question. If we are Christian, does that limit what kind of music we should listen to? Yes. <laughs> so my son asked me today um, if he could listen to uh, Rolex. And like Ayo. Yeah. <laughs> it had a lot. He's he's nine. Um, so I listened to it and um read the lyrics and I was like, do I want this song stuck in my son's head? Mm-hmm. And and some of the lines were lines were about comparing her butt to Kim Kardashian's butt <laughs> and also used the B word. And I thought, you know, I don't want that stuck in his head, which now, by the way, from researching it, is stuck in my head. Um, I don't want that stuck in his head, and, and I don't think that God would want those kind of songs stuck in my head as God's kid. And so, yeah, I think it matters because, and there's a difference. In general, I don't think we should watch movies that have just a ton of cursing, sexual scenes, or violence, and, I, and the same about music, but the big difference with music is music gets stuck in your head mm. real easy. And I've literally found myself singing 
I want to, you know, rollo, 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 whatever it is, like throughout the day, and it's a horrible song. Music makes me speed. So, uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. Like in your Certain, car? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So watch that for one. Uh, but I'm already like a pretty expressive person. Like I've got anger boiling just below the surface a lot of the time. Um, that's we just know. kind of my personality. Like some people stuff and some people just explode. And so I'll notice that like if I'm listening to certain music that's like really angsty and like really angry, that'll just bring those emotions up out of me and will kind of set me up for a pretty difficult day because I'm just always angry. Whereas if I set my day up with listening to worship music instead, I find that I'm so much more tucked into the spirit. I'm controlling my mouth more. I'm controlling the things that I say. I'm hurting other people's feelings less, which is always a good thing. Um, and I think it just comes with a sensitivity to the spirit. Like when I was in high school, I would listen to pretty bad music, if I'm honest. And now I'll go back and listen to the, some of those songs. And I'm like, oh, that just, it hurts me a little bit because it's like the spirit inside of me is just like, why? This stuff is, it's hurtful. It's angry. And there's a verse that says in Philippians 4, 8 through 9, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And if we're listening to music that isn't those things, it's going to be drawing our thoughts from those. I always use the mom barometer when I'm deciding, should I listen to this music? Because my mom is like devote church lady has been my whole life. And if I would not listen to that song with my mom in the car, I probably shouldn't be listening to it. Um, like, that's just a good measure. So, Caleb only? Yeah, well, no, but like, I, there's music out there that's not just Caleb that you can listen to with your mom. It's good stuff. Like, you can find good, clean music out there that's not just Caleb music. But like, if your mom would like smack you upside the head if she heard the lyrics, like, generally, I stay away from those things. So, some options would be. Uh, like we are before and after music we play in 4640 that's available that's a playlist that's available to you guys uh, you go, if you search for 4640 uh, GJ on there also on there is a playlist that I forgot to mention during 4640 show uh, for camp so I, we posted a camp 4640 playlist and that's got all of the new worship songs and stuff that we're going to be playing at camp so you can get a little head start on listening to those songs and learning them and stuff so that when you get there you're not like I don't know this song and do that so you can listen to that and that's the QR code for that playlist so if you scan that playlist also when we were like when I was growing up Christian music was bad okay and there Wait, was like inappropriate or like not <laughs> like shamefully disappointing Just, music yeah it yeah corny. I don't know what that, it, was like it sucked okay <laughs> and so now though it, it has gotten so much better and like over over time like there's there's good music and there's usually like if you like a certain style of music there's usually some pretty good stuff that is equivalent if you like hip-hop you go lecrae or kb if you like uh like rock music you've got different like skillet or you've got reliant k or you've got all these elevation. different like all of the elevation yeah you've just got like some good options now whereas when i was growing up it was like you didn't have any options you were either listening to just like the worst contemporary christian music stuff or you had to listen to something that wasn't Christian, but you have, you have options. And if you're like, hey, you can come talk to me or talk to one of us, and we have all these ideas of So like, it could be music. like music that's not Christian if yeah. it's clean. Yeah, and we have a ton of like, that's the stuff we look for. Like that's, that's the stuff we're trying to find, especially stuff that we can play on, put on the 4640 playlist and stuff. So we have a lot of ideas of like just even non-Christian, but like people who just don't talk about the worst things in the world in their songs. Yeah. So when right? he says, come ask us, he means ask Joe and Sean, by the way. Huh. Or Madeline. 
Ask anyone but me. <laughs> yeah, so someone asked, how do I start the conversation about the gospel to my non-believing friends? I've invited them to church, and they still don't believe that 4640 is awesome. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, the best thing to do is tell your story. Talk about how you, maybe if you were resistant to coming yourself at first, or maybe if you didn't always know God, talk about what your life was like before you knew God, and then talk about meeting God, and then how your life became different. Because people can argue all day long about whether a place is cool, or they could argue politics or theology forever, and no one's likely to admit that they're right or wrong. But if you say, this is who I was before Jesus, this is what happened when I met him, and now I am a different person, and here's why, that's your story. That's your own answer in life. And the Bible says that we should always be ready to have an answer for why we have our faith, and most of the time that answer is found in what Jesus has done for us. And if you can share that with a friend, that can make all the difference. You don't have to convince them that 4640 is cool. Um, just, you know, kidnap them and bring them here once and they'll find out for themselves. Just kidding. We don't endorse kidnapping. No, we don't. And the truth is you have way more influence with them than we do on the first go around, right? And that's why we do those big invite your friend events. So it's like a really low stakes way to get your friend here. Like, hey, come win a bunch of gift cards and play this really funny game where all these costume characters throw like pudding and salad at you, whatever we decide to do for trick or treat. But like you have way more favor with them. They're going to trust you and entrust your endorsement more than us right out of the gate. And so like Pastor Jay was saying, your story matters a lot and it matters to them because they know you, right? The Bible says that we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And the testimony is just a fancy church word for your story. Yeah. Also play the long game. Like don't give up just because you asked them once and they said no. Like, think of it as, like, a tree you're trying to knock down, like, a large tree. And, you, you know, it's, it takes a lot of axe swings to, to be able to, like, fell that tree, right? And so same thing can go with certain people is you just have to keep working at it. Keep being that example. Keep mentioning your story. Keep inviting them. Keep, keep them around. I think a, a warning of that type of thing would also be, though, just be careful about them influencing you. Like, be, be mindful of, like, if I'm trying to get them to be saved, I need to make sure that... I don't allow them to influence me or affect me in a negative way. I need to be the influencer in that relationship for sure. Also, the first time someone invited me to come to church like ours, I cursed them out. So, hey, if they're not cursing you out, you're ahead. <laughs> there it is. Good advice. Uh, what would you tell your high school self now? Oh. <laughs> Somebody else go first because I told the embarrassing story. <laughs> oh, what would I tell myself? Um... Science isn't as cool as you think it is. Uh, That's so true. Do, I knew Joe in high school. Do something with that hair. Yes, for uh, the love. I would have introduced, if I could have introduced Joe, I would have introduced him to like hair products in high school. To like tame the mane. Yeah. It was very fluffy. and We didn't have the same products. We had like the green gel. That was like all we that had back helped, then. That would have I don't know. That would have Anyway, helped. that, yeah. Yeah! Thank you, Caleb! Thank you, Caleb, yes. so much for that. <laughs> yes, I've only been rubbing that in for like a decade. I'm so glad yeah. that came up tonight. I would have, I would have definitely told, let's just go, just give up. It's not worth it, for sure. Anybody else? I think I would tell myself, like, it's life isn't always like this. Um, like, high school is such a unique experience for four years of your life that nothing else in your future will be like. 
So if you're really not enjoying school, please know that that's not how the rest of life always is. There's not always going to be your class of 400 people that knows everything about you, that is constantly gossiping about you, that doesn't seem to think that they want you to win. There's not always group sports that you're having to compete and feel like you have to be the best in. Even in college, like no one cares really. Like you could wear sweats. I think people do wear sweats to campus every single day and no one cares anymore. And so, yeah, obviously there's still the social media piece that you have to watch out for. But like if you hate school right now, just know it gets better. You can become yourself without just the feeling like the limelight of high school is constantly kind of pressuring you and pushing down on you, you get to be so much more individualized in yourself and um, feel free to do that when you're out of it, which is really much better, much more fun. Right. That's really good. I would also tell myself to invest in the Amazon stock. (laughs) (laughs) Or Apple, honestly. Or Apple, one of those both. Okay, on that note, this is a little more serious. How do we deal with mental illness as Christ followers, and is it not good to take medication for it? That's a really great question, and the truth is it is okay to take medication if you have been diagnosed by a doctor with a medical, uh, sorry, a mental illness. Um, These are very real things. They're not talked enough about in the church, um, honestly, but they are, it's a very real thing. It's a very treatable thing. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Just like a broken arm needs a doctor to heal it or a physical disability needs upkeep. So does mental illness. It's the exact same thing. And so the stigma around it is really, honestly, it's pretty sad. And it, and it bums me out a lot because there, there are so many great resources out there for people struggling with uh, mental illness, whether it's anxiety, depression, ADHD, stuff like that. There's all these great resources. And so I would say if you're struggling with that as a believer, A, pray about it and ask God, what do you think I should do, Lord? Because he has advice for you, but also talk to your doctor. God created doctors, God created medicine. And so those are not like second rate healings. Those are still God using his creation, using things that he has created in our world to heal you and help you. God does not want you to be in pain. God does not want you to experience depression, anxiety, fear, those things. And if it's a real problem, talk to somebody about it because there is resources for you. And I I would add that all human beings have three parts. We have a physical side, we have a spiritual side, and we have a mental or emotional side. All three parts are real. All three parts are created by God. And we can't just fix everything by taking care of our physical self. Or we can't fix everything by taking care of only our spiritual self. And we can't fix everything taking care of only our mental health. Like, it requires all three things being healthy, looked after, and there are things that you will never pray pray away. Yes, say that a person has diabetes. Could they pray and ask God to like heal their pancreas and their pancreas starts producing insulin and they never need medication again? Yes, that could happen. Has it happened? Absolutely. But most people are healed by taking insulin as prescribed by their doctor. And so sometimes as Christians, we think, I can just pray away anxiety. I can pray away depression. I can pray away. But those things, yes, we should pray about them and we should care about them. But there are also things that we do to take care of our mental health, take care of our, there, there's three things that are interconnected, but also separate. That's good. All right. This one is, I think the band here is pretty good and all, but I don't really get the music part of 46. Why are people jumping around, putting their hands on their hearts? Why worship? 
<laughs> Worship Pastor Joe. <laughs> yeah, so what it is is, is worship. We, we, we say that like worship is up next, and sometimes what, what we think about worship is a lot of different things in, in this world, but for us in this room, in this place, it is singing songs to God. And sometimes worship can look like singing the song. Other times, the, it says in the Bible that we should love God with all our soul, all our, our strength, all our mind. And, and so we're, we're engaging all of those things in worship. Yes, we want to sing with, because the Bible says to sing. We should sing songs to God. And it says that many, many times in Psalms. But it also says to lift up holy hand, hands up to God. So we're going to lift up holy hands. It also says to dance before the Lord. And so we're, we're basically reading the Bible and is saying, this is how we should worship God. And, and this is w- what we do to make him feel honored and worshiped is we are giving up ourselves. The Bible talks about it as a sacrifice of praise. And so we're, we're basically giving him our voices we're, we're, as an offering. We're giving him our, our hands, our, our bodies. And, and when we jump up and down in those moments, we're, we're giving him that sacrifice because, because it worship. We, we worship what we think is worth it. And so in this moment, we have this option of like, is he worth it to worship? And so we look back at our life and we see his track record in our life and we go, he is worth it. Absolutely. He's done, he's done so many things, but he also just is such a good God. He is worth worshiping. So I'm going to worship him in these different ways. And we want to give you that opportunity to do that every time you come into this place. Is worship a thing that you should really only do for three songs at a 4640 on a Tuesday night? No. Like worship should be something you're doing in the morning or before you go to bed or in your, in your car. We should, be, we should be worshiping. Worship is also more of like a lifestyle. Living a, a lifestyle of worship means ev- everything we do brings honor to God. Everything we're doing, everything we're saying, our actions, our choices is, is worshiping him, pointing towards him, exalting him, honoring him. So if you're not a musician, like Joe's a musician, Sean's a musician, I, I, I don't really get music that much. I can't sing well. I can barely clap on beat. Um, but the truth is that that's what God says that he likes. And so I try to do it. It's like buying a gift. You don't buy what you want to receive. You buy what you think the person you're giving yeah. it to wants. And for whatever reason, God said he wants to hear me sing too. Not just Joe who can sing well. He actually wants to hear my voice. And maybe it sounds good to him even though I get made fun of it for a lot, I don't know. But he's asking for that worship. And the Bible says that God receives the worship of those who worship with out of a pure heart. And so I don't have to be musical, I just have to do it. And another thing that it's similar to a concert worship, but I hate concerts because I don't wanna stand in front of a band and, and like sing their songs to them. And when we're in worship, we're not singing to the band like any other concert. We're singing with the bands, we're in the bands, and we're singing to the audience, which is God. And so once I started to understand those perspectives and recognize I'm with the band, I'm in the bands, I am part of the choir singing worship to God, then I was like, oh, okay, this feels less weird. It's also bringing your body in alignment with like what your soul and what your voice are doing. That's why we clap, dance, 
jump all of that. There's a verse in the Bible that says that if we don't sing out, the rocks will. And so I don't want to be outstaged or I don't want to be outpraised by a rock. And so praise is more about what comes from our voices. It's everything. It's our souls. It's the joy that's coming out of them. It's the the heartache that's coming from our soul. All of that can be represented with our body as well. And so that's probably what you're noticing other people doing is just everything in full alignment, bringing everything into the praise and the worship for God. And it's not about us. That's what we're saying this whole time. Like, it's not about our own comfort. It's not about our own preference. Like, oh, I I prefer faster songs or I prefer slower songs. Like, none of that matters. This is all for God. And Jesus died in our place so that we could spend forever and eternity with him and forever in heaven with him. The least we can do is put aside our comfort and sing and clap and dance to make sure that he feels honored and thanked for that sacrifice. Yeah, so true. That's so good. What are some ways we can handle losing someone close to us? Um, I'm assuming this question means like in death. Um, so when I lost my dad, it was incredibly unexpected. He, um, he just didn't seem that old to me. And I just got a phone call one day that he had had a heart attack and that he was gone. There was no sickness. There was no warning or preparation. And, um, it was really awful and really difficult. And I think that What I know now that I didn't know then was that it was okay to be sad. It was okay to grieve. It was okay to cry. It was okay to talk about all the memories, good times and bad, uh, that I had with my dad and and talk about how meaningful he was to me. And I think that um, one thing I needed to know too and learn was that even when I go through, went through that dark season of grief and sadness, that that I don't have to stay in it, that God can lead me out of it and that God is with me in the midst of it. So right after it happened, like I felt God's presence and the Bible says that God is close to the brokenhearted. And so he was there with me in that grief, but he doesn't just want me to sit in it and stay in it forever. He wants to to heal me and bring me back to the land of the living. And I would say, I mean, was I like a mess for like three months maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I was, it was pretty rough for me. It was, I don't think I like thought that well or reached that well or did anything that great for several months. But after that, it was like, okay, now I have to put that behind me. Not that I forget my dad. I still talk about him all the time, but I need to come back and I need to let go of that season of grief and I need to re-engage in my, in my life and love and live and, and move forward. So if you've had a while to grieve and you haven't come out of it, that's when you need to talk to someone about it. And I realized I needed to talk to someone. So I found a Christian therapist and I met with her four or five times and I talked about my feelings and the loss and the grief and it really helped me. It's important that we engage our pain. It's important that we look at it and what it is and what's going on and identifying why we feel what we feel and all those things. Because as we were saying with the mental health piece, we have a very real side of us that is feelings and emotions. And if we don't deal with those, if we don't look at them head on, they cause all kinds of messes inside of us. And so it's important that we look at our pain and not try and hide it, not try and run away from it, not try and numb it, but really engage it and engage it with the Lord, with a Christian therapist, with a pastor, with a trusted adult, somebody who can help you kind of sift through what you're feeling and why you're feeling with it. Because if we don't, it's like leaving poison or like leaving an infection in a wound. Like it will eventually spread and it just causes all kinds of yuck and nasty and pain when it's something that we can deal with. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel those things, but it's not okay to stay that way. 
That's good. We got time for a couple more? One more. Yeah. One more. Okay. To end on a weird note, um, okay, if I'm you had now. to give up one finger, what would it be? <laughs> Take one a finger? good look. Pinky. This pinky. Right pinky. Right pinky. Because I can, I need all of them mm-hmm. to play. I was like, and I need, and I'll give drum. up two so Joe can keep all of his. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be okay. I could give I up could, these two. I could. I could be okay without these. No, two. I need. I need that one for a guitar. It's only guitar. Yeah. But piano would be. I'll oh, just I give up to. Two. I'll give up both my pinkies, Joe. Can I give up two toes hands. and not a pin? No, you gotta relearn no. to walk. If you uh, even like the we middle. had a girl, a forty-six, forty girl that was like in late elementary school, and she was riding her bike without. She, uh, out shoes or sandals and she cut off her pinky toe on her bike chain. I don't know why I'm telling you the story. Stop. But girl, <laughs> it was amputated, y'all, by her bike chain and it was horrifying. I don't remember who it was. If you're here tonight and I'm telling your story, I apologize. But she... <laughs> She had to learn to rewalk. I I will give up. I'll give up both my pinkies. Joe keeps all his fingers. Thanks. Bob. Can welcome. I give up a love handle? Is that a choice? Like, <laughs> no. Can I get rid of that? No. No. That's not the question. It's not create your own question night. It's, oh, okay. Sorry. They text the questions. We have to accept the premise. Right. 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 I think I give up my middle finger so I wouldn't be tempted. <laughs> <laughs> We want you guys to know we love you. We care about you. And if you do have questions, whether we got to them tonight or not, we'd love to answer your questions tonight or any other night. But just know on a regular basis, we pray for you. We pray for you by name and we care deeply for you. Let's pray a blessing over you right now. God, in Jesus' name, we pray that you would be with each one of these students, that you'd fill them to overflowing with the good stuff in life, strength and hope and peace and joy, that they would have comfort, they would have the right friends in their life. They would have you present in every day of their life. We pray that you would remove the junk from their lives, the stuff that's dragging them down that they don't need, the sin that so easily entangles, the temptations and the struggles, and God, that you would bring them to a place of greater wholeness than they've ever had before. Bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media or our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and we hope to see you there.